blocked by Polak and Rice. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, and welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. I hope everybody had a good weekend. Want to thank everybody for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Islanders playing their first game in five days on Saturday afternoon in Nashville. A disappointing 3-2 shootout loss against the Predators and. You know, this is a game that the Islanders really easily could have won, probably should have won, but we'll have the key takeaways, both positive and negative from this game, but I think overall uh, more encouraging than discouraging when you break down this contest. We'll also have an update on the Islanders' top pick in this year's draft, some good news concerning him, and our Islanders' birthday of the day, a very popular player from the early 2000s or early 2010s who really surprised a lot of people and became an impact first-line forward for the New York Islanders. If you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like us to discuss on the show, feel free to send us an email. The email address is LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. So I want to start with the best news that came out of the Islanders' 3-2 shootout loss on Saturday. And, you know, you, you want to sit there and think, oh, you know, this team could have had a couple of goals, a couple of more chances to put this game away. And yes, there are some defensive breakdowns that we definitely talk about. But to me, the most encouraging thing was you could tell by watching this game that the New York Islanders spent some of the five days they had off in between games last week working on their power play. And the power play in this game looked the best I think it's looked in a long, long time. Certainly the best it's looked this season. And both Islander goals, the first period goal by Anthony Bevilier and the second period goal by Oliver Wallstrom, came with the man advantage. And it was easy to break down why the power play was working so well. The Islanders were moving the puck quickly with some very good passing, including a a, a great setup by Josh Bailey on the Beauvillier goal and by Brock Nelson on the Wallstrom goal. They were moving the puck around 
well to tire out and the, the defenders and get the penalty killers out of position. And not only were they moving the puck well, but the players on the power play were moving without the puck. And when you do both of those things, you create opportunities. You get the defenders out of position. You get them to chase you. You tire them down. And, I mean, just the way these goals were set up, the puck moving from side to side, uh, just absolutely setting up a wide-open player for the shot. I mean, Bavillier was just all by himself by the circle to, to put the puck home. And when you do things like that, when you are able to execute the power play that way, we know this Islanders power play has talent. I mean, Bavillier, Bailey, Barzal, Brock Nelson, Oliver Wallstrom, these are guys who are uh, perfectly capable of putting pucks in the net. Zach Parise certainly added to that list. And the other encouraging thing on the power play, even though he didn't figure in the scoring, Noah Dobson looking more confident and doing a better job with the man advantage than he had in the first few games of the season. So that, to me, was definitely encouraging. The play of Ilya Sorokin also continues to be encouraging. Seven games into the season, he's played all seven, and Sorokin has been consistently good since the third game of the year. The first two games, shaky. A lot of that had to do with the way the defense was playing in front of him. But overall, this team encouraging the way Noah Dobson was playing on the power play. Oliver Wallstrom's play continues to be encouraging. He leads all Islanders in goals right now with four goals through seven games. Look, I don't expect him to keep up that pace, but, you know, that's that's a plus, you know, 42-43 goal pace over the course of of an entire season. But you know what? I take 25 goals from Oliver Wallstrom this year, hands down. And just the way he is strong on the puck, the way he is confident, and such a heavy shot that he has, unbelievable and very good to see. As for some of the negatives out there that we saw, in the third period especially. You're holding on to essentially what was a 2-1 to lead and turnovers, turnovers. The Islanders just got sloppy in their own zone and had difficulty clearing the puck out. And that, quite honestly, is not a good recipe for winning hockey games. You know, overall, you hold the... Predators to 23 shots on goal for the game over 65 minutes. I mean, that includes the overtime. And yet, you're not able to prevent them from getting those quality opportunities late in the game because you just don't have uh, a good way of clearing the puck 
out of your own zone. And, you know, the giveaways just kept piling up. And, you know, giveaways are a misleading statistic. Basically, you had two by Scotty Mayfield in this game, one by Zidane Charo, one by Dobson, one by Andy Green. That's not what worries me. It was the, the poor clearing attempts. It was the turnovers and the coughing the puck up and just the basic overall lack of uh, lack of intelligent play in your own zone, especially when you're trying to hold a two to one lead in the third period. The Islanders just weren't able to get that done, and it did indeed hurt them at the end of the game. And look, overtime was ugly. And Barry Trotz said so himself. We're going to talk more about overtime. We're going to talk about an update on the Islanders' top pick in the draft this year uh, who had had some problems overseas. We have that, plus our Islanders' birthday of the day, and a lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked on Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. So, again, the issues on defense. I'm still not seeing what I need to see from Zdeno Chara. And look, Z took two more penalties. They keep adding up. He was a minus one. Uh... He had one block shot, three hits, but, you know, in 18 minutes and 13 seconds of action, he just doesn't seem sure of himself yet. And I know Friday I indicated that I think he'll be okay with uh, a little more patience and a little more integration into this system, but overall, the Islanders need more from Zdeno Chara and better performance. The other thing was overtime. And Barry Trotz spoke about it. Three on three overtime. You have got to be better than what the Islanders were. They didn't handle the changes well. And in overtime, you do have the long change to, to deal with. But overall, they just let the Predators, Nashville just skated out there. Uh, and controlled the tempo and really had the majority of scoring chances in overtime. And you got to do better than that three-on-three, especially when you've got guys like Noah Dobson, guys like Matthew Barzal, one of the better skaters in the league out there. Uh, Anthony Bavillier, a guy who can really create space. 
when you've got guys like that out there, you've got to take advantage of the situation. And the Islanders, quite simply, did not. And Barry Trotz called out his team for their poor performance in the overtime period. And in my mind, absolutely, rightfully so. And look, I, I just think there are still a few things this team needs to tweak. But there were a lot of encouraging signs out there as well. And when you break it all down, the Islanders now have points in five consecutive games. And that, you know, you do that over the course of a season, you get points in, you know, five straight games, you're going to be there at the end of the year. And the Islanders definitely have... uh, a lot of competition. I mean, this division right now, you've got, you know, Washington hasn't lost yet. They're 5-0-3, not in regulation. Carolina hasn't lost yet. Uh, you know, you've got some teams that are off to some pretty impressive starts. And the Islanders, if they keep getting points five games in a row, and all of them road games at this point, they'll be there by the end of the season And again, I think just a few tweaks and this team will be in a better place. Wanted to give an update on Atu Rate. He was the Islanders' top pick in the draft this year, second round, because you know they traded their first pick in the uh, Kyle Palmieri and Travis Zajac deal right before the trade deadline last year. And I'll tell you, there was a problem. Uh, He was playing for a team called Karpat, in uh, Finland, and all of a sudden, uh, he's moving to a different team. He wasn't playing for Karpat. He just wasn't getting into enough games, and that is a big problem because, really, uh, if your prospect isn't playing, he's not developing. And Rate looked pretty darn good in training camp. And now he is moving on to a team called uh, Yakurit. And I hope I'm even coming close to pronouncing that right, because I promise you my Finnish is non-existent. Uh, So apologies to anyone listening in Finland. But uh, look, this team, Yakurit, is in the bottom half of the league. They're not one of the better teams like Karpat is. So uh, that in and of itself may give uh, Rete more of a chance to play every game, which is what you want to see. And the other thing is the new head coach, Ole Jokinen, former Islanders forward. And uh, every day, at least, we should be seeing Rete in the lineup. So he's back in Finland on loan, and his lack of playing time, his lack of being in every game even, uh, wasn't going to get it done. So having him change teams is definitely a plus, and it gives Rete an opportunity to see the ice more, to get more done, and to continue his development. And that's all the Islanders could ask for. You know, you loan out a player, if he doesn't play, defeats the whole purpose. So 
Hopefully, this is a good sign for Retay, and we will keep an eye on him and on his development throughout the uh, the rest of this season. And yeah, that that basically is what we're looking for. One last note, by the way, from the game, uh, and here's what Barry Trotz had to say, and I, I, I think it's a good quote. I liked our game. This is a hard building to come into. We were emotionally engaged right from the start. They've got a tremendous power play. They can throw it around, and they were dangerous. Our penalty kill was committed and made a couple of adjustments and got better as it went on. Our power play got us a point in terms of scoring goals tonight, and I liked a lot of our game. If I just take the 60 minutes of the game overall, I think we deserved to at least get a point and maybe even win this game. And I really, you know, should have mentioned the penalty kill because coming into this game, uh, I mentioned how the Predators were, I believe it was third in the league coming in to this game on the power play. And the Islanders did not allow Nashville to score a power play goal. So overall for 60 minutes, or if you include the overtime 65, I think the Islanders did a pretty good job, except for some of that breakdown in the third period that allowed the Preds a chance to tie it. But special teams, power play scores twice. Penalty kill keeps one of the best power play units in the league off the board. Can't ask for too much more than that, and I'll take it as another sign of positive developments for the Islanders. We have got more to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We've got our Islanders birthday of the day, a very popular Islanders forward who came out of nowhere to become a first-line player and a very popular player for the team. And once again, we want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. This episode is also brought to you by your friends at Built Bar. You know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors and it's easy to tell why Built Bar fans are so passionate about their favorites. I mean, it's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and listen to some of these flavors. These are the nine, some of the nine permanent flavors. Double chocolate, raspberry, coconut, German chocolate, strawberry, My personal favorite, salted caramel, sweet and salty at the same time. I love it. I absolutely love it. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can order a mixed box where they'll send you two of each of the nine permanent flavors so you can determine which ones you like the best. And not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Check out these macros. Each bar has between 17 and 18 grams of protein, calories only 130 to 180 per bar, just four to five grams of sugar and four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy, and Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to Built.com now and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And I'll tell you, this is a player who I loved covering and who, uh, in my mind, was always uh, a great story. I'm talking about 
Former Islander Matt Molson, who turns 38 years old today, the North York, Ontario native, originally drafted in the ninth round by the Penguins in 2003, had four solid seasons at Cornell, and then went to the AHL, made his NHL debut with the LA Kings, played 29 games over two seasons with the Kings, but never scored more than five goals in any year, and then signs with the Islanders in 2009-2010, and puts together back-to-back 30-goal seasons, playing on a line with Kyle Oposo and John Tavares. In 2009-2010, 30 goals, 48 points. The following year, 31 goals, 53 points. And then in 2011-2012, his best season of his career, 36 goals, and 69 points. Three straight 30-goal campaigns. Struggled a little bit in 2012-2013 with injuries, and then early in the 2013-2014 season, traded, uh, played for Minnesota, and then Buffalo, and basically uh, was with the Sabres through the 2017-2018 season, has been in the AHL since then, uh, and is still active playing with the Hershey Bears this year. In 650 career NHL games, Matty Ice, as his nickname went, 176 goals, 369 points. You can add 16 playoff games, three goals, six points there. Two of those goals and three of those points coming with the New York Islanders. And we're going to take a look at one of Matt Molson's better games with the Isles. We take you to the American Airlines Center in Dallas, December 3rd. 2011, the Islanders and the Stars, and it is Rick DiPietro in goal for the Islanders, Andrew Raycroft, the goalie for Dallas, and it was the Islanders getting on the board first, our Islanders' birthday of the day, Matt Molson getting it done on the power play, and it was Molson his 10th from John Tavares and Mark Streit, 1-0 Islanders at 8.55, then A minute 59 later, Matt Molson strikes again his 11th of the year. John Tavares and P.A. Parenteau with the assist at 10.54. After one period, Islanders 2 and the Dallas Stars nothing. Dylan Reese makes it 3-0 Isles early in the second period. His first of the year, Matt Martin and Marty Reasoner with the assist at 2.48, but a little less than a minute later, uh, Thomas uh, Vincor makes it a 3-1 game. Stefan Robida and Mike Ribeiro with the assists. And then Eric Nystrom, son of Bob Nystrom, his 10th from Vernon Fiddler and Nicholas Grossman. And all of a sudden, that lead is 3-2. Then, less than a minute later, three goals in two minutes and three seconds. Jake Dowell, his first from Tom Wandel and Toby Peterson. The Islanders' lead quickly disappears, and it's a 3-3 hockey game. But... Matt Molson takes things into his own hand, scores his third goal of the game, 12th of the year, John Tavares and P.A. Parenteau with the assist at 5.57, Islanders back up 4-3. Tom Wandell makes it 4-4, Jake Dowell and Radek Dvorak with the assist at 16.08, but then Matt Molson, his fourth of the game, 13th of the year. P.A. Parenteau, the only assist. The Islanders skate away with a 5-4 win in this one. Rick DiPietro, 17 saves. Then he left the game, and Al Montoya made 13 saves late. 
in order to seal the victory. But for the New York Islanders, four goals for Matt Molson. He also had seven shots on goal in this game. No other Islander had more than four. He had the game winner and was a plus two in this game. So Matt Molson, a four-goal game, one of his several hat tricks in this one. And the Islanders go on to win it five to four. So again, a very happy 38th birthday to Matt Molson. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. We will be back tomorrow. We've got a lot to talk about on the show. And uh, we will start to talk about the goaltending debut of Simeon Varlamov. That's going to be happening, I believe, on Thursday. And we'll start to look ahead toward how the Islanders can get ready for Thursday's game in Montreal against the Canadiens. Thanks for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Scott Cullen leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.